So we are going to dive right in, and I'm so excited for this episode. Let's do it. So, Mackenzie, what's happening in your business this week? Ooh, good question. Um, Every month, we have a office meeting with my brokerage. I'm with Dwell Realty Group. I've mentioned that in the past, but just in case people didn't catch that. Um, and I have started teaching, we have a CRM and I've started teaching a class. Um, when I get something new, I spend a lot of time on it and I get to know the nitty gritties of it. So I teach a class after every office meeting and this week I've been preparing for that. I also, we haven't had an office meeting since, I want to say November because we kind of take a break with holidays and stuff with office meetings because everybody's gone. And during that time, I went out to NAR, which is the National Association of Realtors Conference. And so I learned so much, and I'm preparing my notes to get ready to give that a little spiel at our office meeting. So I've kind of just been going over what I need to do for this week and getting ready to prepare for my office meeting. Love it. What about you? Um, so this week I've really just been focusing on, um, interviewing for a company that I'm particularly excited about and I'm not going to jinx it, but, um, it's been a lot of research, especially in the marketing space. Um, it's not entry level where you come in and it's like, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Um, I'm doing a whole... I don't have to do this, but I am doing a research project associated to it um, just to kind of learn more about a segment that I don't currently know about that I know is really important to them. So that's been on my own time, but it's been really fun to learn about. So I love that. Yes. Um, So what's happening in your personal life? Weekly recap. Let's go. Oh, not a lot. Honestly, just getting back to our normal routine. Just starting off, we're trying to start off the new year really, really good. We're trying to start it off with, obviously, kickstarting with our goals and just living life, honestly. I would say that this year we are really trying to focus on living in the moment and, like, Mm. enjoying life. And so I feel like this week, like, we've been trying to do a lot more of just, like, being us, spending time with family and friends, Love it. Doing a lot of learning for our businesses and for everything else. And we are getting Tilly ready to be fixed. So we, like, I've been scheduling her haircuts and getting her teeth clean because <laughs> she's not going to be loving the next 10 days after she goes in for surgery. So that's just kind of my life. But what about you this week? Uh, my weekly recap really consists of recovering from being sick. Um, Oof, there is some nasty crap going yes. around right now. And getting back into the gym and the swing of things. Uh, fitness is really important to me. Health is really important to me. So um, getting back into the swing of the, the gym and starting to lift heavier weights and not just doing walking and cardio <laughs> sessions. Stair like, steppers, uh, baby. It's been... I hate doing that. When when on my schedule, my routine off is with my like off with my fitness. I feel it in every other aspect of my life, um, and I know that my husband feels the same way. I we can literally feel a difference in our right. quality of life when we're doing that. So, focus on that. Love it. I love it. Well, we are gonna jump right into the bestie conversation today because I feel like it's just gonna be great. Um, so the bestie conversation today, we are going to be talking about investments and we just real estate investments, real estate investments. 
Um, and we just closed on Lexi's a little bit ago, um, your fourth property. Correct. So tell us a little bit about this fourth property. Yes. Um, I want to preface this conversation with um, thanks for everybody that submitted questions on real estate investing. I was so surprised at how many um, questions that I got and how many people were interested in it. So hopefully this episode can do those things. Backing up even further, she submitted something on her Instagram story. Um, kind of getting yes. questions out there, seeing what people knew, what people didn't, what questions they had for her. And so we actually learned a lot to kind of push us yes. for this episode, which was super fun. And another just quick side note, um, so me and my husband both do this collectively together, and my perspective is definitely from a marketing, more personable side rather than the number side, although I do look at that, and that's an important start part of real estate investing. That is really where my husband shines. So I'm going to do this from... Um, more of a marketing perspective than financials. Um, I so I just wanted to preface that because there there are different perspective on, perspectives on it and the way that you view real estate investing. So with that. I love it. Let's roll into the first question that I have for you. Yes. Um, what are the negatives that we don't see when it comes to buying a real estate investment? You actually asked me a question before that. What was it? Because I don't think I oh, really yes, you answered didn't. it. Yes, no. Um, tell us about this fourth investment. Yes. Okay. So this fourth investment property, I'm going to do just the basics because we'll jump into the nitty gritty. Yes. But um, I, me and Paris both bought a condo in Ivins, Utah. It's a condo. It's a three bedroom, two bath. Do you want me to start talking about the numbers? Um, like what we bought it for right now? First... People might not know the difference between like condo versus townhome. Can you give us an idea as to what, like when you say condo, are you like bottom level, second level condominium? Right. Are you in an HOA? Like kind of so, give yeah. us a preference on Definitely. a condo. So condo, it, it kind of is similar to apartment style. If you're familiar yes. with that, they can be, they can be variations. Um, but it's kind of like an apartment complex, if you will. You can just own it. <laughs> Love it. Um, but it is in an HOA, and you can't do short-term investing with it. You can only do long-term investing, okay. um, which is what I prefer. I prefer doing long-term rentals. That was one of my questions that I had for you is kind of what you prefer and if you've done a little bit of both and what this one's going to be. Is this one going to be obviously yes. long-term? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, so the goal for it is to turn it into a long-term investment. Paris and I's mark, or, um, real estate strategy is to buy and hold and rent. Okay. So are you guys going to be doing anything to the property before you rent it out? Yes, so we're going to do a complete renovation. So we bought this property for, and let me just pull up the, the exact numbers. So three-bedroom two bath condo in Ivins, Utah, which is right next to St. George, premium area. And I thought I was getting a still on a property that I bought a few years ago. Oh my gosh, this one has- Double still, triple still. Freaking crazy. <laughs> so the actual original asking price for this condo was $259,000, okay? Then, the seller dropped the price to 249 so that was a 10k cut. We looked at that and we're like, 
did I, I still wouldn't offer 249 and that's not that saying it wasn't a valuable property it was valuable but with the amount of renovations that had to be done in it we're like I wouldn't pay that so I convinced Paris to be offensive <laughs> in our offer and I was like I wouldn't pay that much so let's cut it 20k and I don't know I wish Paris was here to kind of like tell me what he was thinking when I said that um I did tell you that and I remember asking you I was like how do you feel about presenting offensive offers um anyway fast forward we ended up offering 230,000 so an extreme cut in what they had originally listed it for and they countered with 232,000 so they raised it two thousand dollars which I thought was really interesting just for that the sake of two thousand dollars yeah um anyway I was like sure sweet yes deal (laughs) um so we said yes and we also asked for closing costs which is huge um that is just another way that you can save money right off the top is asking the seller to pay closing costs especially if you're going through a lender right Um, When I'm speaking about my real estate investing properties, I have only ever done it through lending. So there is also creative deals that you can do, but we're only speaking about it from this standpoint. So I just wanted to make that known because there is creative ways to do deals and deal structures and to save money and put more little cash down and all of that. But um, specifically from a, a lending standpoint, that's how we did it. Pause real quick. I just want to clarify what closing costs are for the people that don't know. Um, closing costs, like you say, are required on all loan uh, loan purchases. Mm-hmm. And it's really just like the fees that are associated. So you've got your title company fees, your lender fees, any other fees that are attached to that are included in your closing costs. Usually a lender will request 3% of the total purchase price. However, sometimes closing costs can be... 5000 10000 it's really dependent on your lender. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So that's kind of what closing costs are. Yes. And you can ask the seller to pay for it, and it varies on your loan as to how much they can pay towards it. So just on the real estate side of things, that's yes. what closing costs is. So my biggest question is and has always been, how the heck did you find this property? And how are you getting it to cash flow? How are you getting a still on it? Things like that. Right. How did you find the freaking deal? Well, this is the fun <laughs> part. This is the story of a lifetime. Um, <laughs> so my husband is constantly looking for real estate deals. He's so great. He's on top of it. And he is just always on Zillow, always on Realtor.com, looking everywhere. And I don't even know, like, this, the sequences to how this happened. And, okay, so I didn't know that he was super – I knew he was looking at properties, but I didn't know he was like, hey, I want yeah. to dive into this yes. right now. Yes. He ended up sending you, Mackenzie, a few properties. He's like, hey – I want to look at these. Um, I didn't know about that. And I contacted you like a day later and I was like, so Paris told me (laughs) that he sent you a few properties that he apparently wants to look at in St. George, Utah. Um, Pause right there. (laughs) Mind you, by the time 
I'm very quick when somebody sends me over a property, I get on it like within that second. Paris had sent me over these properties. I've already gotten him all the information, purchase price, taxes, called the sellers and got all of the information, questions that he had had. Like we were like past the point of like just browsing. (laughs) We were like full fled. And the property that he had sent me first is not even the property that you guys are in contract. It's not close at all. So continue with that. So I I called Mackenzie and like, so um, I, I hear that Paris sent you a few properties. I actually remember him, you know, showing me a property that he was particularly interested in. And I was like, to be honest, can you send it to me? Because I don't want to re-ask him what property, what property it, was. it was. I remember you telling me this. <laughs> I was like so nervous to be like, I, I think I was supposed to be really engaged in that conversation and I don't remember. So help me out here. Anyway, I just thought that was super funny. But um, he just started looking on um, Zillow for this one. And that's very interesting because usually with deals that we find, it's not we don't typically just find it on the MLS. Correct. Um, but you can and find some really good deals on there because we've done another property that way. So I just wanted to say that as well. But um, by the time that I had caught up, Mackenzie and Paris were already planning when they were going to come view these properties in St. George. And I was like, oh, that's lovely. And this whole time I thought she was, I thought she 100% knew. Like it was like, so when can you come down next? And I was like, well, let me look at my schedule and let's get it booked. And I will book all six of these properties. We'll go see them one by one. And I mean, like, and it's yeah. like, obviously one of our goals to continually purchase properties. For sure. So I, I wasn't even worried about, like, I was like, yeah. okay, yes, this aligns. I just, I have to give him the vans because it's just so funny how yes. fast it happened. Um, but so we planned a time for you to come down probably, like, I think it was like five days later. It was like the next weekend or It something. was quick, yeah, because they were priced very, very reasonably. And... Well, there was two properties that were priced really good. Yes, and that's where like one of those things where like if you're a full-time working agent, you know you've got to get your clients into those ASAP or else they will no longer be available. Yeah. And so... We came down very quickly after. So I was really interested in a different property. Um, And we actually looked at that property first. It was another three-bedroom, two-bath townhome. And I actually liked it way better than the other one that we ended up purchasing. Um, When we looked at it, um, it was... There's a lot of pros and cons to it. So that's part of like the purchasing process is weighing the pros and cons, especially with townhomes and condos. They're not ideal, but can you make them ideal? Correct. That's the question. And I think so too, like being there with you guys, you guys were weighing out like, okay, for a long-term rental, who are we going to have in here? And what are they going to think of the place? Like, I think that's something that is super important for Mm -hmm. anybody that's investing is Sometimes it's not just about your opinion. You have to envision what other people are going to feel about your property and because that's who's going to be renting from you. Which is so funny to have. So Mackenzie brought her husband Cody along and I don't know if he's, has he ever done that before? No, we, I I don't think, he'll come with me like at night and he'll just stay in the truck like if I am feeling scared or anything like that. 
Um, and he's always got my location or anything, but this is the first time where it was like a ride along. Yep. Oh my gosh. It <laughs> to say felt the least. Like that. It felt like that. He was so optimistic. He's like, oh, you could do this with the property. You could do this with the property. It was Every so funny. property we walked into was Back so up funny. even further to that, we had them meet us at our house here and we all rode together. So he was like the little chauffeur. Like I'm up front with my papers, you know, being the real estate agent and I've given them to my clients and they're in the back saying what yeah. they like and don't like. And Cody's just like, where to next? Like he's just, he's just living like, life. so excited to be there. He's and Mackenzie's so like in this business professional mode, like, <laughs> all right, here's the next property. Here's the details. Here's what's going on. And I'm just dying, like witnessing it, was, it from the back seat. It was seat. the best. And Cody's going in like, ooh, I, this, that. Like he was like a little kid in a candy store that was like, this and this and I want this and you could do this and it was just the best and it's so fun like it can be so fun it doesn't always have to be so serious like or even intimidating scary like there's so many emotions that go with it that like you just have to have fun and Mm -hmm. enjoy it like there were ones that I remember we walked into and it was like oh heck no we don't like this at all and instead of like stopping there we still looked at the property and it was like what can we take from this property? Like, if we find our property that we want, what can we take from this? What do we like? What do we don't like? And you still look at the property Definitely. and take it in. Well, we ended up looking at 10 properties that day. Well, maybe it wasn't 10. It was we were like close to 10. I think there were a few that we ended up pushing not- off at the end because you guys had found one that you liked. Right. Um, so when I'm looking at these properties, I'm looking at location, curb appeal, and then, of course, like layout and how transitional that it can be, especially mm-hmm. um, I put my mind in the mind of a renter. Like, what would I need, especially if I'm renting, right? Like, this isn't a permanent property. It's a rental property. So what do I need to have in here that's going to be um, give me the best quality of life in this time frame that I'm at? So that could be storage space, accessibility, again, location, especially with renters, Um I think a big thing, too, is, like, a master bathroom. Like, that's a huge thing, whether people want that or don't. Well, and one of the properties that we went into didn't have a master bedroom, and that's the one that I originally liked, and I was like, ooh, that's a huge con. Right. Um, If I was a mom and I had kids, would I freaking want to share a bathroom with my kids? Hell no. Right. So, and I'm sure all you mothers out there would agree. (laughs) Um, I don't want to speak for you, but seems like a reasonable request um so those are the like initial things that I look at and then um how simple it is to renovate so Paris and I are not like super handy we have learned a lot of things over the years with um fixing up properties but I wouldn't say that we're like experts in that right (laughs) so it does have to be more simple for us like if it's easy flooring things and painting and maybe a switch of cabinets and things like that then we're like yes if it's simple fixes like that let's go for it right I love that backing up to one of the questions I had asked towards the beginning um what are the negatives that we don't see with real estate investing um coming from I mean sometimes you always post the positives and the great things and the, this is what we got, this is what we're going to be doing, but what are the negatives that people don't see that you have to deal with? From a landlord perspective, getting renters, that is ha, has been extremely stressful on me. 
um, particularly because you're making decisions about people. And as you have to be as unbiased as possible and really look at the facts. And that's hard. Placing, like, the judgment on that and, like, first of all, finding a renter in the first place is hard. Um, and then trusting people, I would say, because this is your business, right? right? And you have to take it very serious. And I get a lot of people that just aren't serious about it. And right. it's like, I have to cut those off, like, immediately because this is my time. And I need to get a renter in here ASAP. Because if not, I'm forking up that money to pay for the mortgage that, right? you know, I want to cash flow it. So um, that part. And then I would say also um, kind of the mental load that it takes on yourself, like self-doubt, um, right. that type of things. I'm constantly questioning my decisions and you just can't. And it, it just comes with really any business aspect, right. but it is really hard. Full send is all I have to say. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Full send. Full yes. Send. Well, I mean... I, part of it is, are you willing to do it? And right. my answer is yes. So because I say yes, I'm going to go for it. And you're going to find that's gonna, it work. Yep, exactly. So another big question that I know a lot of people ask me, so I want to ask you when it comes to real estate investing, um, how do you find properties to cash flow with the volatility of the rates mm. and the prices because the market changes so frequently? What yep. What's your perspective on that? Well... Don't let interest rates sway your decision because you can figure out ways to make it cash flow. One of those being the example that I gave earlier of being offensive in your price. Mm -hmm. Landlords are in completely different scenarios and some of them are willing to sell at a lower price depending on their situation. You have to go out and find those people. Um, we offered an offensively low price and they accepted. Did you, I did not think that they were going to do that. Right. And then I also, on top of that was like, can you pay for my closing costs? So not only was I offensive in my offer, I also asked for closing costs on top of that. And they said yes. Right. So don't let the initial listing price stop you because things can be negotiated. And if they don't accept your offer, they don't accept your offer. Go for a different property. Right. Right. Um, I still understand that interest rates are an issue. Um, I would highly recommend that you marry somebody that understands financial trends. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but I don't bank my um, business off of interest rates. They come down. They can go up. Um, I personally think that if you find a good deal or a good property, how can you make it work? Right. Speaking of interest rates real quick, um, this is just from one of my lenders. And so um, it's just the national average. Some lenders are different depending if they're private or bank or anything like that. But I just kind of wanted to go over what interest rates are at as of today um, so that people kind of have an idea. Because I think a lot of people hear like through telephone, oh, rates are 8%, rates are climbing. But um, I kind of just wanted to give a quick update on yeah, rates definitely. as we're talking about it real quick. Um, so a 30-year fixed is 6.75 right now. Um, a 30-year FHA is 6.16. And a 30-year VA is 6.17. Um, so they've came down. Mm -hmm. They were in the eights yep. towards the mid to end of 2023. And as of 2024, 
they're starting to come down, which is awesome for people who are looking to invest. And I don't bank my business model off of this, but Paris and I anticipate to refinance in six months with a lower interest rate. Right. And then and again, what does that do? It lowers your it, payments yep. for more room to cash flow yep. if you're not... Exactly. And again, yeah. I don't bank my business off of that, but it's important it's to understand trends and say, where can I in, like jump on this opportunity? Whereas if you're not even looking, then how can you have that opportunity? Absolutely. Um, another question that I have for you is, how did you get the funds for a down payment? Oh, with... Okay, that's oh, kind of complex. It's a loaded question. Yes. I know. So answer... And then I do feel like this could also be like another full yes. podcast because there's so many different ways mm-hmm. as to down payments, how much, et cetera. Correct. But um, how do you get yours for the properties? You're not number four now. What can you, like what steps have you taken to get that down payment? So I'm going to be completely transparent with this fourth property and how I obtained it. And then I'm just going to tell you a quick how I got the money to get the other three properties. So for this fourth one, um, transparency is key. I paid with it, um, if you know me at all. <laughs> I got run over when I was a child, and so I got an insurance payout. And it wasn't anything hefty. It didn't, it wasn't crazy by any means. And I used some of my own savings for this as well. Um, so I saved, and then I also used that insurance payout from when I got ran over um, to pay for this fourth property. Okay. So, I want to be transparent because I know that sometimes that can seem like how the hell are people getting money right. to pay for these things. Right. I was fortunate in this property to be able to do that, and I recognize that, right. and I want to be transparent about that. Okay. Now, with the previous other three properties, that was not the case. Um, the first property, we used our wedding money to put a down payment down. Smart. I was making $15 an hour, and had zero money to my name right so um zero (laughs) like I had no money um so yes we used our wedding money and that was a sacrifice that we were willing to make and now it's one of my highest cash flow properties that has a ton of equity in it so I made that sacrifice and when I say I I say me and Paris collectively we made that sacrifice um and then for the second property I actually went in on an investment with a um, partner of mine so he brought in half the cash so it made it way less daunting we just saved from our personal like our business mm-hmm. or sorry um our jobs our right. corporate jobs um and then we went on on it together then the third property which is sorry I guess they would be switched but anyway the third property um Paris ended up selling one of his previous townhomes that he had before we got married and yes. used that to buy the Vegas home. So that's how we got our money to do it. It was a little bit of saving, a little bit of sacrifices, and um, and then my fortunate part of, well, it's like a fortunate, unfortunate part, right? Right. right. Like, anyway, so that was just a, a, a quick synopsis into kind of how we had the funds to be able to purchase properties. And then going forward, we'll use the equity in the properties that we have currently and the cash flow that we currently have from these other properties to then purchase another property. Speaking of equity, um, 
I love this because it's something that makes me so happy when I get the appraisal back and I get a look at it and see how much equity my clients now have in their new home. Mm-hmm. Um, like Lexi said, we went under contract for two thirty two, mm-hmm. and obviously an appraiser goes out to make sure that it's worth two thirty two. Yep. Um, sometimes your appraisal will come back depending on comps right at the purchase price. Sometimes it will come back lower, and you got to re- renegotiate. Typically, this, they come back as, like, similar to what is, you're paying. Yes. Like, typically, yeah. that's the standard, and that's what I've experienced. Yes. This one came back with a 30K equity. Above, so, it was, what, 260 So, it came in at 260 So, your appraisal came in at 260 which means that, like, you guys have 30K equity in that house instantly. Exactly. So it's and that's without the, making yep. any renovations or doing anything no, like that. Like immediate equity, which is insane, you guys. In freaking sane. Yeah. Anyway. That's huge. <laughs> I just had to put that because I was like, speaking of equity. No, and they use... Um, if you don't know how that works, they use comparable properties in the area yes. to then say this is the value of your home. So it's based off of what properties have sold for mm-hmm. and even properties that are under contract. I get calls all the time. Appraisals will say, appraisers will call me and say, hey, you have this listing under contract. Um, can you kind of give me an idea as to what you're under contract for? Because I'm appraising one right down the road and we just want to know kind of where it's at. Um, and then obviously when it gets posted, you, you have the comp as to what it is. So they kind of go off of active, under contract, and what has closed. And depending on that, they'll do days like 30 days back, 60 days back, 180 yep. day, 80 days back, depending on the company. So the three comparables that they used were actually the home that we were talking about earlier without the master uh, bathroom. Yes. And it came back at 259 the other one that they used, I actually don't know exactly which one it was, but it came back at 277 and then another one came back at 279 So even if they would have used the lowest comp possible, 259 I'm still up in equity by a lot. Absolutely. So killer deal on Killer that. deal. I love that. So last question that I have for you is what advice would you give to anybody who is thinking about real estate investing in the next year or years to come or just what's some advice that you can give to anyone who's thinking about it if you're at all interested and you don't have money or you don't have you don't you have zero experience right just start looking at properties on zillow and like walking yourself through the process of what it costs. That would be my number one recommendation. The second recommendation would be start reading books on real estate. I read The Burr Method. I actually am not completely done with that book yet, but I've already learned so much about real estate investing. And I did it when I didn't have cash or anything to help me. I just started learning right off the bat because I knew I was interested in it, right? Right. And... Sometimes it can be a slow process, especially if you're going on the lending side through banks. It's, it, it can take a lot longer because you are building up cash and, and whatnot. So if you're every day looking into deals and trying to find more resources, then you're already one step ahead of the other 100,000 people that say that they're interested in real estate investing, but don't. I love that. Commit the time. Right. So to wrap up this podcast, um, it's your goal to 
buy a new investment every year. Mm -hmm. What are you going to be doing in 2024 to make sure that you can purchase another one for 2025? Research. I, Paris and I have just started to learn so much about real estate investing in general. Like we thought that we knew some things but we've we've been diving into some research and holy crap I'm like there's so much opportunity out there and I'm not even making a dent in it so my goal is to read up or do more research and then I really want to do a creative deal because technically right now I could go and use um equity from other homes but I also am really interested in doing creative deals um that for the people that don't know, that just means not using the bank and um, just taking that aspect away from it completely. So I would love to do that. And yeah, I mean, that's a goal that's in the back of my mind. So whatever I can do to make that happen, whether that's making financial sacrifices, um, not eating out, not buying things, like we do it all. Right, um, anything not, that it takes. Yeah, exactly. Like we're not just... We don't just have all this cash on hand to just right. be able to purchase these properties. We still have to make those sacrifices. I love that. It's all about sacrifice and, at the end of the day, what you're willing to do to make it work. Exactly. And then I did just want to um, touch base on that cash flow of the fourth property. Yes. Currently, um, we could rent it out. We haven't done If we did no renovations, I don't think that we would be able to cash flow really on it, which is fine. But our intention is to renovate. As soon as we renovate, we'll probably be able to initially start cash flowing it for $200 more, which isn't crazy. Um, that's not like a crazy... Um, Cash flow amount. Cash flow amount. But again, going back to the anticipation of the rate drops, totally. there's that opportunity that if that does come, then we're there. We're right. like ready to refinance immediately. Right. Um, if it doesn't, then we're fine with where we're at. Obviously, we want to increase that number, so we'll figure that out. But the goal is to just start. I love that. I love that. And another thing, too, is if you guys have any questions or any feedback or anything like this, this is what we do for a living. So we are happy to jump on and do talk yeah. about anything for any episode. Like, if you guys have questions on specific things, let us know, and we will talk about it in our next and upcoming episodes because we honestly just want Yeah, and I would love to, to, to be able to anything. talk about my first property and all of those deals as well because those were killer um, yeah. And another big question that we have that we are not going to cover today, but it is for a future podcast, um, is do you have to put 20% down? And I'm just going to yes. kind of leave that there. Like what amount do you have to put down for an investment? And PS, the answer is no, but I'll get more <laughs> extensive in that. We'll way. get more extensive into that for another one. Cause that could go we could go on and on. Yeah, don't limit yourself. Seriously, people think 20% and they're like, oh, limit. I don't have 20%. Okay, neither do I. Like, I Talk would, to a lender. Yep. Talk to a real estate agent. Get somebody who is highly educated that can let you know what actually needs to take place and what can actually happen. Also, final note, make sure that you work with a real estate agent that knows what they're doing. <laughs> I love you, Mackenzie. I have used her. Mackenzie on three transactions so far and I'm serious it makes a huge difference she was talking about um, 
having information ready like five seconds into the conversation <laughs> and I'm calling the next day like oh 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 we're <laughs> we're already planning for this like holy crap you know um well, thank so you. I appreciate that I appreciate your professionalism and your commitment to making a successful investment property and I think that's so important to real estate investing Absolutely. I would have to agree so find an agent that cares like I yes. think that's number one is I care 100,000% what my clients get into and I never want them to yeah. get into a sticky situation. And that's not um, even a, like, I'm not even trying to pitch Mackenzie right now. I truly <laughs> believe that to my agree. core. If it, so. it, no matter who your agent is, just make sure that they have your best interest. Definitely. Because um, that's most important. Well, I think there's still so much that we could cover on real estate investing, Absolutely. but we don't want to take um, too much of your time. Um, if you have more extensive questions we'd love to dive into more opportunities and how to get that hopefully this was a good segue into that and absolutely we appreciate you guys being here we love you guys so much have a wonderful weekend and we will talk to you next bye